Hi, and welcome to Finding Your Way Through Therapy. I am your host, Steve Bissell. I'm an author and mental health counselor. Are you curious about therapy? Do you feel there is a lot of mystery about therapy? Do you wonder what your therapist is doing and why? The goal of this podcast is to make therapy and psychology accessible to all by using real language and straight-to-the-point discussions. This podcast wants to remind you to take care of your mental health, just like you would your physical health. Therapy should not be intimidating. It should be a great way to better health. I will demystify what happens in counseling, discuss topics related to mental health, and discussions you can have with your therapist. I also want to introduce psychology in everyday life, as I feel most of our lives are enmeshed in psychology. I want to introduce the subtle and not-so-subtle ways psychology plays a factor in our lives. It will be my own mix of thoughts as well as special guests. So join me on this discovery of therapy and psychology. Hi there. Welcome to Finding Your Way Through Therapy. This is episode three. My name is Steve Bisson. I'm an author and mental health counselor. If you haven't had a chance to listen to episode one or two, I hope that you get a chance to listen to it. The first episode talks about the importance of talking about what therapy is, and that's why the podcast exists. And in the second episode, I spoke to Jay Ball in regards to first responders and mental health and how their length and the conversation was amazing. So I do hope you take time to listen to it. They're all available at your fine, fine podcast distributor. Episode three has to do with how to choose a therapist. It's something that people don't always think about because I think that if we are at this point, I know that hopefully things change. There are times where finding a therapist in itself is kind of a hard thing to do. But right now, hopefully we are to a point where you can choose a therapist and what to look for in that choice. So let's just get started. So again, one of the conversations that I want to have is what type of therapist that you may want to get and what are you looking for? So a couple of things. I think that gender plays a factor. And what I would suggest on that is that it's a comfort zone. So I do have just about, I would say it's like a 55-45 ratio of men to women in my practice. So what I mean by that is there's about 55% of my clients that are male and about 45% that are female. So females told me that they rather work with a man and I've had males to tell me that they'd rather work with a man too and some people don't care. But if you do have a choice, please pay attention to that. One of the things that people look at too is specialty. And what I would say to you about specialty is this. It's not about what modality. We're going to talk about that in next episode. But right now, what you want to look for is what specialty they have. So if you're struggling with ADHD, then make sure that your therapist is being able to treat ADHD. One of the common mistakes that therapists make is they go on a platform, and I'll just choose psychology today, for example, and they check off every single type of mental health treatment. And while that could be possible and we're all equipped to do so, that does not mean that we're able to really treat everything. What's your specialty? What do you do best with? And I think that that's something you need to ask when you see your therapist. Another important part is to ask what type of modalities they use. And what I mean by that is this. There are some therapists that have decided to go all in on online counseling or telehealth, and that's fine. For me, that's not my choice. My choice is different. 
but I will always respect therapists that will do online. For you, maybe that's what's best, whether you're a busy person, you're not able to make it to the office, or frankly, maybe you have a disorder that causes you not wanting to go to an office. There's a bunch of therapists that do face-to-face, and that's something that you you have to drive somewhere. But there is something that people like about that. My clients typically say that face-to-face feels more intimate and feels more close in the sense that you can open up a little more. And then some therapists will do both. I am one of those. I, I enjoy doing both. Probably not equally if you made me choose, but at the end of the day, make sure that you know what your therapist enjoys and what he does and or she does, obviously. I also would ask that you are curious in regards to why they choose that modality. And there's reasons that they may not want to tell you, and some of them they might, but it's important to know why they're choosing that. The other thing that I would ask about is a style. So for me, as a therapist, what I do is I do a lot of questions in the first few sessions, but then I got to go conversation and bring up stuff yourself. And what I mean by that is I hope my clients are going to bring up some stuff. I can bring up some things that we talked about in the past, but I'm more of a conversationalist. Some therapists will do a lot of testing, and this is fine too. Uh, They can do a lot of the Beck depression inventory comes to mind, but there are many, many, many others, and they can use that as a way to analyze you. And that's something that you can have a great conversation about, and people like to do that. I I don't personally like testing at all, but that's just something that can be helpful at times for me. But for some people, that's what they use almost exclusively. Some therapists will also concentrate on the past. Not all of them are psychoanalytic or Freudian, as some people might know it, but sometimes they will concentrate on the past and that's okay, but that's the style they have. Some of them will be on the here and now, and that is also important to know what they're going to do. One of the things I tend to forget to bring up to my clients is that location. So if you're going to do face-to-face therapy, you need someone who's going to be within a significant, you know, some, something easy to get you. So if you live in a big city, you don't want to be like 10 miles away because in a big city, that's fairly far. You live in a rural area, 10 miles can take 10 minutes to get to, so that's not so bad. But making sure the location is very important. Finally, the other thing that I really want to talk about is it is okay to know if someone does CBT or EMDR or DBT or rational motive therapy or any of those modalities. But what you got to understand is that if that's something that you're looking for specifically, ask for it. I know that my clients have asked me specifically if I know enograms. And I don't know if I'm even pronouncing it properly. I just don't know much about it. And not saying that it's not a good modality, but that's not something I practice. So something to think about. Now that we've talked about what to look for, maybe thinking about what not to look for. And what I mean by that is that being careful about these things. One of the first things that I happened in my career is that people would look at me. I looked old, you know, very young, ha ha ha, because, you know, no hair helps. But one of the things that I would be very mindful is that age is not necessarily a good factor to manage your therapy because you can have someone who's just out of school who has freshly all these diagnoses, all these things in their mind that really would be helpful. And maybe their age is not a factor. And some people are older and maybe care less. And that's also kind of not helpful either. And I'm not trying to push down any therapist, but sometimes, you know, we want to wind down and that happens. So experience says to me a lot more about it. And also having a conversation about, you know, where you're at, 
just yourself, what you're looking for. Having an older therapist does not guarantee wisdom and having a younger therapist doesn't mean inexperience. So something to keep in mind. There could be also very much value in lived experiences, but I will caution you on that. And what I mean by that is this. If you are looking for someone who has struggled with a substance abuse issue, and yes, that falls under mental health, that will be another podcast in the future. But if you're looking for someone, oh, I just want to work with a guy with AA or a combat vet or something like that, which is all nice and good, but that does not mean that that's going to be working out for you necessarily because they might be rare to find, number one. Number two, I think that for me personally, I don't need to have had schizophrenia to understand someone who might be struggling with schizophrenic thought processes. And I think that that's something to keep in mind. I've never done... XYZ drugs, but I can understand the addiction and the thought process that goes with that. So something to keep in mind when you're looking at that. The one thing I also forgot and I want to mention here is make sure you you clear your insurance and know what you're looking for, right? So if you have an insurance and the person that you're seeing is not taking it, very much important if you don't want to pay out of pocket. The other thing that I would say, this feels like I'm saying a lot of not to do, but I'm going to say a few more. Don't stay if you're uncomfortable or feeling that you're not getting what you need. Yes, therapy is a process. Therapy takes time. Uh, I have a sign in my office that takes therapy, takes about six months to see significant improvement. But you also know if you're feeling better when you're leaving a session or not. So keeping in mind that if you're uncomfortable, you feel like the therapist is not hearing you, the therapist is also not making you feel like you're valid in what you're saying, then read into that. I mean, some therapists such as myself are kind of like direct. But I also kind of like measure the crowd, so to speak, so I don't go all in right away. And I kind of figure out where the person is in regards to that. But making sure that you're not uncomfortable or feeling that you're being helped, at least in the beginning, like you want to hear and now stuff. But if you don't feel comfortable, really note that. I think the other thing to keep in mind is that therapy does take time. I mentioned that earlier, but my favorite quote comes from Kristen Bell. She was talking about her therapist, and I don't want to steal, I don't know who her therapist is and confidentiality and all that, but one of my favorite quotes is that don't expect to walk into a forest for five miles and get out in two. So if you come into therapy and you've had a problem for, let's say, five years, it's not going to go away in two sessions. So be realistic about what you can get out of it. So that's something to keep in mind in general in regards to therapy. Ultimately, therapy is going to be what you make of it. And if you are able to match up your therapist really well, it might accelerate the process. So hopefully these tips were really helpful. For episode four, we're going to talk about what the most effective therapy is. Spoiler alert, it's not what you think. And I think that it's hard to quantify that. And I'm going to explain that in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to click and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And that way you will not miss any episodes. See you next week.